0: You are listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Heather Dyer, and Sarasoma Syndrome. What's for dinner?
1: Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home,
0: Roomies Ask a Home Inspector Service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help.
2: Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today.
0: Hello, we're back at Three Kitchens. I'm Sarah here with Aaron and Heather and my puppy who just woke up. So he's going to be sitting in with us. Archie, say hello. He's eating snacks right now. Okay, good. Good. Lucky you haven't
1: trained him to talk yet, Sarah?
0: (laughs) Speak. Not yet. Speak, Archie. (laughs) How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Nice day today.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, this weather is saving my butt. The fact that we've had fairly mild temperatures Uh throughout the fall. I finally got into my garden and started harvesting out the last of my carrots. I've got beets still to harvest if anyone wants beets. Sarah, (laughs) I'm looking at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My husband will say yes, absolutely. You
1: never came and got those beets for your borscht. Heather if you want I know some I haven't made it if you want some I am the beet supplier I don't have oodles this year mm-hmm. but I have an ample amount so I'm happy to
2: share as much as possible I should do that because I love that borscht it was really good mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and our garlic is in Heather
2: I know I'm so excited so I need to get that in the ground because I already planted tulips for the squirrels you know because that's
1: excellent I'm glad you're eating you the squirrel population <laughs>
2: We put tulip bulbs in the ground and the squirrels take them out and take
0: bites out of them and leave them to wither. And, and how many, how many have you put in and how many have they taken out? Oh,
2: I haven't counted. I don't know exactly how many. I've saw at least three holes where they should have Aww. been. And I think I planted 15. Nothing you can do. Hey. Well, I'm sure you could go to greater lengths. I just didn't. Okay. <laughs> just, I put them yeah. in the ground. I did my best to like,
0: cover it up and sort of, but they watch you, right? I swear they watch. Oh you yeah. And, then and they, talk they to go to their friends and they talk amongst each yeah. other and they come up yeah. with a plan. I know. I'll yeah. go get it. We'll each take a bite and, and then we'll leave it there right at her feet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just
2: leave it because there's more, there's more where that came from. We don't know who needs to eat the thing. We'll just dig yeah. it up and leave it to dry out and die. Ugh. Yeah. There's such little jerks, those squirrels.
1: I cover mine with, Chicken wire and burlap.
2: Mm. I do that with the garlic because I have a more vested interest in the garlic surviving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I really want it to grow. The tulips, there's always a few that come up. And every year I get a couple more and it's fine. It's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I have last year when I planted tulips, I did put chicken wire and I put, I even had a couple of big
0: stumps like wood
2: that I put over top to hold it down. I'm like, you're not getting in there, you little jerks
0: last year I put more effort in I have a more vested interest in you growing garlic too (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes I get some (laughs) yeah the stuff Mm -hmm. that uh, you purchased last year Heather I'm not
1: sure if I got the same one or not I just the ones that came up because you bought it last year and then shared most of it to me so this year I bought the box and I'll share it back to you (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: Cause I don't have enough room in my little garden bed for it. Mm-hmm. So I had to give it away. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I
1: think I got 50 some garlics out of that box. Nice. So thank you. I don't know
2: what kind we had last year 50. either. Some of them are purple.
1: Some of them are purpley. Um, so I I got another one that's purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice.
2: It's very so. good, but it is hard to peel, I find the smaller one yeah because they were kind yeah. of small and sticky <laughs>
1: they're small they're sticky and I got a garlic thing right up my thumbnail you, do you ever do that where you're pulling yeah. it and then your fingernail like the skin clips into it and it goes right under your fingernail and cuts you like like, paper like a paper cut that's never happened to me but
0: it will now now you know now it will happen mm-hmm. here you that's go so. universe enjoy mm-hmm. it <laughs> <laughs> oh I look forward to it
1: and it's and it's an extra special <laughs> feeling when you then sanitize your hands oh, and boy. you get the yeah. sanitizer up in there oh you just you squeal a little bit extra and people look at you <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I can't wait to hear what what's cooking because I don't actually know yeah <laughs> what's on there has been
1: very mysterious about this she's yeah humming and hawing and going oh, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to do. And then she was like, ah, now I know. Because we kind of threw it out. Well, I don't know. At least
2: I did. <laughs> I kind of threw her because I said, that was something that's not Asian. And she was like, uh, what? <laughs> not Asian? <laughs> uh... I was just trying because she couldn't think of something. So I thought, well, just think of some other places in the world, you know, but it
0: wasn't received well, I don't think. I was like, what? <laughs> did she take the advice or is she? I don't know. Did I? Well, I don't know. It depends. Is that Asian? It is Asian. Oh. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> the kind of Asian that I usually cook. We mm-hmm. went over the summer to Riley Park, and the kids were playing, and we were talking about saffron. And um, yes. mm-hmm. uh, this was quite a while ago, and I remember you guys saying, oh, we don't have saffron in our pantry, and, and I was like, mm, how can I convince... Someone to put saffron in their pantry because even though it is the most expensive ingredient in the world, or spice in the world, I spend more money on sugar and salt than I spend on saffron in a year because I just buy a little container of it and it lasts me sometimes over a year. And I cook quite a bit with saffron.
1: You must get it from a different supplier because whenever I go to the store, it is in a glass jar. And Mm -hmm. then that glass jar further has a little bag in it. And I swear there's like five threads in it.
0: Yeah. So actually I was looking up some reviews and Costco saffron is known to be very good. It's sourced well. It's uh, tasty because saffron, you can get bad saffron or sometimes fake saffron. Oh. And it's, I believe, at a really good price. So I believe it's less than 20 bucks. hmm and and then you can also go to our favorite silk road spices. Have we have we planned for that field trip yet?
1: Well I no? remember one of the kitchens went without the other two. Oh right. But I really <laughs> need So I to still feel those. a little sore about that one. Right.
0: But <laughs> but I warned them that you guys were coming. <laughs> I warned them. <laughs> but, Apparently um, we
1: need a warning, Heather.
0: Yeah. We Danger. should come with a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I was trying to figure out what can I cook with saffron that's, you know, tasty, but easy and yep. Can I ask a question that I don't know? Yes, you can. Well, that's usually the kind of question to ask.
1: (laughs) Where does saffron come from?
0: Like where, what part of the world? Yeah. What does it, what does it come on? What
1: kind of plant? (laughs) I know nothing. My, the only thing I know about saffron is, oh, that's the expensive stuff I don't buy. (laughs) And that it comes in threads. <laughs> Those um, are the two things I know. Can you can you educate me further on the saffron? Let's let's look it up. Or as my kids used to say, hook it up. Let's hook <laughs> so it up. Let's hook it up on the internet. Oh, oh, I was really sad when they learned that it was look it up. Oh. They thought it was hook it. Oh, up.
0: Oh, cute. Okay, I didn't get that. Okay, That's okay. Cute. I used to love that. Hook it up. Hook it up, mom. Hook it up. <laughs> It is believed that saffron originated in Iran. Okay. Uh, However, Greece and that area could have had it as well. Just like a long time ago, right? Mediterranean then. Mediterranean and Middle East, right? It's from a flower. Okay. Commonly known as the saffron crocus, which I'm sure I'm saying. Crocus. 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 I can correct you. (laughs) I was just going to say, which I'm sure I'm saying incorrectly, and I was. I wonder if it's anything... Anything like the crocus that grows here. And if you want to look at the picture, that's it's purple. Oh it does with a it does little... look a little like the crocus that grows here. Uh, yes. Very cool. Look, I just learned something too. Yeah, and it's the most expensive spice in the world, but you don't buy a lot, so it ends up being like less than Is it because it's difficult to harvest? It must be. I mean if it's coming from it's plucked from the crocus flowers and dried. Hmm. So it must be very labor intensive, I bet, right? Huh. So technically this recipe is Asian because it is from the Middle East, actually it's from Iran, it's Persian. This all started with, I used to work in a department that I used to fondly call the United Nations, because everybody in that department was from a different part of the world, like represented, I'm talking about like everywhere in the world. Oh, that's fun. And uh, they, when I joined it, they used to go to what is that pasta place that gave like all you can eat salad, olive garden or something Uh, once in a while to eat. And I'm like, this has got to change. (laughs) 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 I I am not into all you can eat salads. It's just not my, I I don't feel like I'm winning there. So Mm -hmm. we used to end up picking a different spot or restaurant to go to every few weeks. And we would sort of do a rotation and each person would pick a restaurant. And one day, someone who worked there who was from Persia picked a Persian restaurant and I ate Persian food for the first time. And I went, oh, my, I could not believe I hadn't eaten this stuff before. Mm. It is so delicious. Mm. And you uh, asked me to compare it to any other kind of food. I can't. It oh. is just absolutely great. And, you know, we became really good friends and our daughters used to hang out when they were really young. And so she invited us over one day and she made this dish called lubia polo. God, I hope I'm saying that correctly too, but you know. <laughs> and what it is, it's a, a saffron rice dish that's extremely simple. The one that she made for me has ground beef and green beans. And it's, so it's one of those dishes where you're like, oh, what should I make right now? I'm kind of like in a rush. Mm. You make Lubia Polo. The only thing that takes kind of longer is that the rice has to be parbroiled and then cooked again. So, so I'm like laying down, watching TV and trying to find a Netflix show to fall asleep to. And I came across this Persian show that was on netflix and i was like blindly watching and i went oh, i should make lubia polo that's what that's what i'm gonna do for three kitchens nice and so i google a whole bunch of recipes and i realized that there are so many different versions of lubia polo. Mm-hmm. It just depends how your mom made it kind of deal uh, yeah and so i'm just like oh what should i do should i call my friend and ask her for her recipe or should i try to find something here and then I saw this picture, and I'm going to show it to you, and then I'm going to try to explain it to the re- the listeners, and you'll kind of understand why it picked it. But this is this woman's uh, version of Lubia Polo, and what do you see on the side? <gasps>
2: is that bone marrow? That is bone marrow.
0: Wow, Heather, you picked
1: that out. I barely even got the picture into focus, oh. and you were on there. <laughs> it wasn't really in focus. I just oh, um, see. Oh, yeah. There's the see now I can see it. Before I couldn't see anything but the chunks in the rice, and I was like, "Where are
0: you? What are the chunky parts? What are the chunks?" So the the as I said, the uh, recipe that my friend made me had ground beef in it, right? Yeah. This one has lamb. Those are chunks of lamb. (gasps) Yeah. And guess what? Boneless lamb heather, so you don't have to pick through (laughs) it. (laughs) Yay! I already ordered the lamb, and I'm picking it up in a few minutes. Oh, nice. Where are you getting the lamb from? I just got it from Indian Hypermarket again. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, I said, make sure there are no bones in it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the effort. No problem. <laughs> I hope it tastes the way you want it to. It will, because it's got bone marrow in it. So let's, this recipe is from a website called I Got It From My Memo, Memon, Meman. I don't know how it's pronounced.com. How's it spelled? Mammon. M a m a n. Mammon. 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 Is it what Persian people call their mum? I don't know.
1: Or grandma? Or perhaps it's not a Persian website, and we're just
0: we're just guessing.
1: Or it's just what some lady called one of her elders. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she says that she's from the Persian culture, uh-huh. or her family is. I've just heard uh, French people their mom that but then they pronounce it differently I think it's spelled the same memo I used to call myself chef memo to um, the kids memo. whenever they were driving <laughs> me nuts and I just pretended I was someone else having children doesn't
1: damage your brain at all no doesn't she's make also you weird senora
0: rudy when that's she's right. a homeschool <laughs> teacher that's right i rudy I've got a whole bunch of personalities that help Gonna me cope say, with life
1: some multiple personalities <laughs> cope with parenthood <laughs>
0: And the uh, name of the dish is called lubia, L-O-O-B-I-A,
2: and polo,
0: which I believe polo must be rice because that seems to be a word that's used for rice in many cultures. Um, so I'm okay. guessing that's what it means. And these are the, the ingredients that are gonna go into it. So 500 grams of lamb leg or shoulder, which is then cubed. Uh, two cups of basmati rice, which is the long grained rice. Two cups of green beans, a medium onion, two cloves of garlic, four tablespoons of tomato paste, six tablespoons of vegetable oil, one cinnamon stick. This is kind of the underlying taste of this dish. That is really subtle, even though we're going to put a lot of this in it is one to two tablespoons uh, teaspoons of cinnamon powder mm. in this dish um, and then saffron, turmeric, black pepper, salt to taste and then your bone marrow, just half a piece of bone marrow, just half. And what it is, is that bone marrow is going to sort of disintegrate into the stew and flavor the stew.
2: Oh, and then you mix the stew with the rice? Or is it all cooked together?
0: So you make the rice, you parboil the rice, so you sort of half cook the rice. And then you mix the stew with the rice, and then you cook it again. And from what I understand from my friend, when you cook it again, um, you want to kind of char the bottom of the rice. Um, some people then take the whole pot and flip it yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen that dish and like when you flip it like the the charred rice is on top.
2: Didn't Samin Nazrat have something similar in her yep. um
0: You might cookbook? have, yeah, cuz she's per- I think her I mom's think hers, hers is per-
2: But hers is, hers doesn't have meat. I think it was just a rice
0: crystal, just like a, a rice crunchy dish.
2: sort of rice thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that looked so delicious.
0: And then the other thing that sometimes they do is that they put a pita bread in the bottom of the pan and then they put the parboiled rice and mix it with the stew and then when you flip it over the uh, pita bread is charred
2: oh interesting yeah
0: so these are two different ways of making it I Hmm. can't decide which one I'm going to do I'm just going to check out the texture of the stew first once I'm done with it and then I'll try to figure out what I'm going to do with the rice and then we will come back and see how it tastes, and I'll talk more about the recipe then. Mmm, sounds good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so a little different kind of Asian from my usual Asian cooking. Yes.
1: This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists. Proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it.
2: From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. No referral necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta Health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrist.ab.ca.
0: The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. All right, bring us in. So I'm back and you guys had some Persian food? Yes. Yes. We did for the first time. I right? Am I right? Um, I don't
1: know. I think maybe I don't hmm.
2: think so. I, well, oh. I don't know. I think I've had influence, influence, because right. the
0: flavor didn't seem like a new profile to me. Yeah, because
2: maybe yeah.
0: it tasted something like Lebanese food, or yeah, I think there's some familiar flavors there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, it went, it went much easier than I thought it would. And what I was most worried about was the parboiled rice, and we'll get into that later. But so the ingredients was I used lamb, uh, of course, bone marrow. I I forgot forgot about about the bone marrow.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) even when I ate it, I didn't think of that. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I barely had time to look at it before I ate it. I was hungry. I heated it up, and I just. I Stumped know my face yeah sorry and then you
2: made fun of me oh. for eating too quickly like
1: <laughs> yeah I did Yep. come on <laughs> that's okay I mean you admitted to it first so I've, I'll just <laughs> throw you under that bus if you're gonna put your <laughs> if you're gonna put yourself out there <laughs> uh, I
2: can admit it
0: so those were the meats in in the uh in the stew and so what you do is you make the stew first and you layer it with parboiled rice after. First, I got to say two great things came out of this recipe. One was fantastic food after a long time. I haven't had Persian food in a long time. The other thing was I got to go out for lunch with my Persian friend because as I was <gasps> making it, I ended up calling her. And we haven't seen each other in five years. Oh, wow. wow. I, I actually called her and she didn't recognize the phone number. And I remember her, like she picked up the phone and she goes, hello? And I'm like, <laughs> hi! Do you know who this is? No. Who is this? And then I'm like, keep guessing! Yeah. And then she got it, and, and we ended up going out for lunch, and I told her that I was making Lubia Polo, and she reminded me that she makes Lubia Polo the very easy way, as I said before. She makes it with ground beef okay. and green beans, and it's really easy. It's supposed to be a very easy dish, I just, when I was looking through the recipes, I just picked the one that was kind of a little bit more complicated because it had bone marrow in it, right? (laughs) And lamb, Mm, so I picked this one. And what it is, is you make a stew, and the stew is really easy. All that goes into it is garlic, onion, tomato paste, a cinnamon stick, and then you sort of fry all those things together, and you add uh, turmeric, black pepper, salt, And your fried lamb that you fried up like you sort of sautéed before to brown it. Oh, okay. You then add two cups of water, bring it to a boil and then let it simmer for two hours with the bone marrow in it. And so most of the marrow disintegrates into the stew.
1: Oh, so you put the full bone into the stew as it cooks. Yeah yeah yeah. Ooh, delicious. The lamb mm-hmm. was
0: boneless, right? So yes, you want the flavor you. to come from something some sort of bone, right? <laughs> I like, was going to so...
2: say thank you too. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great I I feel like that's a great way to when we were doing the goat curry and if you guys don't like eating off the bone, this is a great way to sort of go around yeah things and sort of add flavor into that stew or curry or whatnot and the only thing that i did different with this particular stew was that in the stew there was supposed to be a cinnamon stick that went into it as well as some saffron and usually i bloom it by toasting it putting some hot water into it and sort of making it into a liquid but in this website which is called i got it from my mammon m-a-m-a-n dot com she taught me a new way to bloom saffron which I didn't realize is you take two ice cubes you put it in a bowl and you put the saffron on the ice cubes and by the time it melts it blooms and it's ready to go yeah it's like the opposite and it worked and I I really preferred this method more because now I don't need an extra pan to toast my Mm -hmm. saffron Mm -hmm. yeah do you know what I mean
1: it's way easier step yeah and all the other stuff you described
0: yeah so so the stew going and the only real spice that was like big was the saffron and the cinnamon but then because I love spices I looked into my pantry and I realized that I have this particular spice that I've used a lot of before and it's called Persian Advea and it tastes a lot like if you guys have ever tried Turkish food Turkish Baharat and it's just like Mm. a spice mix and what it has in it is cinnamon cardamom, rose petals, cumin, coriander, black pepper, nutmeg, cloves, and something called lumi, which is black limes. Remember I was talking about a preserved lime that is dry. Ah. This particular one obviously is from Silk Road Spices, but you can get this spice mix from any Middle Eastern store. I I put this into my stew Mm. and I thought that it made it taste better. So that was the only thing that I modified about this recipe. And then in a separate pot. I par the rice, the basmati rice. I washed the rice out and then I put water in and I boiled it to a point where it was soft on the outside. But when you sort of fit into it, it was crispy in the inside and or hard on the inside. Sorry, I should say. And uh, then you stop cooking it at that point.
1: Okay, Is that lid on or lid off? <laughs> I
0: have to ask. Okay. I did lid off just because I um, Okay, it didn't matter. Like I was <laughs> cooking it all the way through, right. And there was lots of rice, uh, water on it, Erin. So okay, yeah, I had to drain the water out at that point. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: so it right. wasn't as important your ratio of water to rice. It was right. just so that you could get it partially yeah. cooked.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Thank no <laughs> need, no need for arguments between you and your husband about mm-hmm. lid on and off at that point. <laughs> it's like, Doesn't matter.
1: Saving marriages, one recipe at a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Then you take a pot and you put some oil on the bottom of the pot and you put some of that sauce from the stew and you start layering. So rice, lamb, Mm. rice, lamb, rice, lamb. I didn't Mm. waste any of the sauce, I put all the sauce in. And at one point, I was a little bit worried that there was too much sauce in it and my my rice was going to be soggy. I put a cloth over my lid and you tie it on top of the lid and then you put it on a stove on low heat for 45 minutes. Okay. And the rice turned out perfectly. I was really surprised. I actually thought it was going to be soggy, but it wasn't. It was the perfect amount of liquid for it to absorb in. And what's the cloth for? Uh, The cloth is to just uh, collect all the condensation. Interesting. So at that point, Erin the lid must be closed for 45 minutes gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I thought the top and the bottom were were really well cooked the only thing I could not achieve was the crispy bottom and I think that just takes practice I heard that even when you grow up in Iran and the areas that you do the crispy bottom that is a technique that comes to you after a while oh. right? Not the easiest thing to achieve. Sometimes you don't know Hmm. because you you only know at the end of the forty, right? (laughs) What what happens? You can't really touch anything. So, of course, yeah. Be like surprise, crispy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Thank goodness it worked. (laughs) And I served that with spinach yogurt dish and a Shirazi salad and some toasted tortillas or not tortillas? What am I trying to say? Toasted pita breads. Yes. Oh, it was so tasty tasty. oh at what point did you add in the beans yeah oh in the stew yeah and to it the later part because mine were frozen it didn't need a long time to cook
2: I think the beans were the one I would have left the beans out Honestly, ah. and maybe it's traditional, and you're supposed to. be, People would right. be like, ah. "No, you have to have the beans." Ooh. But I was like, "Me, I'm not sure. I love the beans that way, yeah. even though I do really like green beans. But I kind of like them crunchy, you know?
0: Right, right, right.
2: Um, so I maybe that wasn't my favorite part, but right. the flavor of that was like I couldn't identify the saffron, but I think ah, maybe it's okay. because it was all maybe yeah. all kind of
1: married together, but yeah. it was really delicious.
0: Erin, could you identify the saffron? I feel
1: like I tasted a flavor that I know from something else. Right. So mm-hmm. I thought it mm-hmm. was, it reminded me a lot of a paella that I yeah, had yeah, yeah. recently. That's it, that's
0: it. Mm-hmm. And
1: that flavor, I am now going to apply to what saffron is.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> I did promise that I was going to bring it to school and let you smell it. But then that day, I think we had an appointment and I had, I forgot all about it and I had to run off. So I'll try to bring this so you can take a whiff mm-hmm. of it so that you know what saffron smells like.
1: That would be super helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot that you promised that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: failed to deliver. Oops. It's okay. You could have just, you could have lied and said, I'll bring it yeah. now. And I would have been like, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> my daughter said, because I had it in the car and I said, oh, I brought it for them to smell. And then I forgot that we had a dentist appointment. She said, wouldn't it be? Because it was really windy that day. She mm. said, be funny if you opened this and all the saffron just flew out. I'm like, oh my God, that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, You know what it reminded me of was food that I ate in Turkey. Ah, And now when you were talking about the spices, I was like, yes, there's something about that that reminded me of of lamb, especially like lamb stew and like lamb kafta, those meatball things, (gasps) that same kind of spice flavor maybe they cook a lot with saffron
1: i have a Ah. recipe for a kafta kebab that has Mm -hmm. a saffron infusion into it yeah so so
2: good so good i was like oh i want why can't we travel more (laughs) i (laughs) want to go places and eat good food and
0: so this these the turkish baharat and the persian adver like if you guys want to go get a bag or you know go to silk road spices or wherever and get these this is great for i add say your salted lemon juice add this and add some oil and salt and then just marinate your roast chicken Mm. oh my gosh and garlic put some garlic in there it is so delicious and so quick and so fast and then just make some saffron rice so bloom it over ice cubes. That's how I'm going to bloom my saffron from now on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, add it to your washed rice and add some butter. There's like another great reason to get these spices. That's easy. Uh, the other thing that this dish reminded me of was briyani. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. Which ha, saffron ha, is. Ha, ha. yes so see good reason to go out and get some saffron i know mm-hmm. they say it's the most expensive spice but you don't use a lot so as i said i i spend more money buying salt and sugar in a year than i spent on saffron so go get some it's yummy it's Make the it's, investment uh, decadent yeah <laughs> like sold
1: yep i think there's a saffron silk road shopping trip in my uh near future why do we, get, we gotta keep talking happening. about going
2: spice shopping
1: and then life just keeps going boom 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 and I, <laughs> I keep dodging these bombs but never making it to I know <laughs> the silk road we gotta Ugh. get there we have to make a commitment Heather I think Sarah seems to have no problem yeah it's, we don't need us. her to come she
0: <laughs> leaves us behind oh we should that just go because I was making tacos for you guys
1: oh no nope. what happened she just got booted right out of this <laughs> she's not even welcome in our conversation anymore.
0: zoom was like forget
2: it stop trying to justify your solo shopping trip goodbye
1: we'll have to go find sarah <laughs> and uh we'll come back another time and uh talk more about food thanks Yay, for joining thanks, us <laughs> thanks for listening oh, oh there she is she's on
2: mute wow, she's what's muted. happening <laughs>
0: I don't know, I got disconnected.
2: It was your punishment for shopping without us. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for cooking for us. No problem. (laughs) Thank you for making me me lunch. Okay, buy some saffron. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 nations in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. We honour the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Give me more bites, Mom.